Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Sustaining our level of command. Why are we talking about sustaining our level of command? Why must you and I sustain our level of command? The first reason why you and I must sustain our level of command and keep our cup full is because of the forces of nature. The forces of nature tells us that anything that goes up does what? Comes down. The only reason why something will go up and does not come down is because something else is holding it in place. The law of gravity tells you if you throw it up, it comes down. If that thing is suspended in midair, there is another force that is keeping it in motion. And the day you remove that force, this time you stop supporting that particular force or servicing that particular force, that thing will come down. That's why when aircraft take off, there's what is called the uptrust. The fuel keeps it going. And as long as it has fuel and is maintaining higher than the speed of sound, what happens is that it will continue to remain at that level. But as soon as fuel is off and you don't have any fuel, what happens? It starts coming down. Because the forces that is keeping it in midair is stopped being serviced. And then the thing comes down. That is why you must sustain the grace of God upon your life. Because of the forces of nature, it pulls you down. Have you ever wondered, I mean, you cultivate a field and all of a sudden you see weed coming out. Were you the one that planted the weed? No. That is part of the response to the fall. The forces of nature requires that you sustain anything good. Our people will say in the neck of the wood where I come from, they say what is good requires prayer, what is not good also requires prayer. You have to pray to keep certain things in the place, in the shape where you want it to be. If you stop exercising, I mean, it's the basic fact of life. If you stop exercising, you grow something like this. In case you don't know, you start growing belly. That's what it means. <laughs> you start getting fat. If you stop exercising. If you stop walking, what happens? The bill collectors will start calling. You start getting broke. If you stop praying, if you stop fasting, you stop doing your spiritual discipline, what you find is that spiritually you become weak. We maintain our level of command because of the forces and the laws of nature. Number two, we maintain and sustain our level of command because neglect always leads to degradation. Have you ever seen a house that is not lived in? Nobody stays in there. Nothing happens to it. The house starts falling apart. Why? Because when you do not maintain anything, it is natural. It will go into degradation. It will begin to deteriorate. And that is why the Bible even tells us, God himself, in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says Christ himself upholds all things by the word of his power. So the world is not just standing on his own. It is the word of God that is keeping it in place. So you see, the first reason is because of the laws of nature. Number two reason why you must sustain your level of command is because neglect will lead to degradation. Number three, we sustain our level of command because you want to remain relevant. 
You want to remain relevant. There are so many companies that have disappeared. There was a time there was a company called what? Blockbuster. I mean, many of us are old enough to know what Blockbuster is. Blockbuster refused to maintain their level of command. What happened? They disappeared. Netflix took over. Now, cable is fighting for its life. Why? Because streaming television has come in. The point we are making is that if you do not maintain your level of command, you become irrelevant. You just disappear. Nobody keeps paying for the technology of 1960. I said something is wrong with you. Or you are keeping it in the museum. Or you want to become a collector so that you can collect top money for people who love those kind of things. But the point is that for you to remain relevant, you have to sustain your level of command. And not only that, the Bible tells us. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 15, if you read from verse number 5, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. And for without me, you can do nothing. For you to remain relevant, for you to continue to produce, for you to continue to deliver, you have to remain relevant. You have to be able to sustain your level of command. And then finally, we maintain our level of command because the devil is watching. The devil is watching. Luke chapter 4 verse 13, the Bible says that Jesus Christ went into the wilderness, was tempted for 40 days, and every temptation Jesus Christ overcame. But by the time you look at verse number 13, Jesus Christ, now when the devil has ended every temptation, he said he departed from him until an opportune time. When you hide yourself somewhere and you are just watching, you're watching that person, watching for the opportunity to make a mistake, watching for an opportunity for that person to take a misstep, to say the wrong thing, and you slap them down. That was what the devil was doing for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of First Peter chapter 5, reading from verse number 8, he said, Be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he will devour. He's waiting for your opportunity, for you to just make one simple mistake, for you to just say the wrong thing, for you to just expose yourself. He's looking for that little crack in the armor, and that when he comes in, he will take out that person. That's why you need to stay at alert. That's why you need to sustain your level of command. The question is, how do you, how do I sustain our level of command? How do you do it? Let's go back to Luke chapter 8. And this time, let's start reading from verse number 15. Luke chapter 8 from verse number 15, the Bible says, But one that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and a good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. In this verse, the strategies for maintaining your level of command. The first thing that you will do is this. There has to be an embracing of the word of God. The Bible tells us there, it said, for those that fell on the good ground, that is the people who are able to sustain their level of command. He said, what do they do? He said, those are the ones who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it. You have to embrace the word of God for you to be able to stay in command. And let me just divert a little bit here. One thing you must understand is this. What changes the level of command of any human being is the amount of the word of God that they are exposed to. When you have exposure to the word of God, and you get a revelation about that particular word of God, what it does for you is this. It shines light on your path. And that is why the Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 119, I think in verse number 130, the Bible said the entrance of the word of God gives light. 
and gives understanding to the simple. In other words, when the word of God comes into your heart, it sheds light on a particular area of life. You begin to see the secret of that particular area of life. You begin to see how to succeed in that particular area of life. Once you embrace that particular word, light opens up for you and the door opens and it changes your level. But that's not the end of the story. So when you embrace the word and you continue in that particular embracing of the word, that is when the result comes out. So to sustain your level, the first thing you must do is to do what? Embrace the word of God that changes your level. Embrace the word of God on healing. Embrace the word of God on deliverance. Embrace the word of God on prosperity. Embrace the word of God on relationship. Embrace the word of God and you will see a change of level. And it's not a one-time thing. It's a continuous embracing. And that's why you don't say, God, I thank you yesterday. Today I think I'll take a leave. And I'll probably come back next week and thank you again. If you do that, God will say, okay, I blessed you today. I'll also take a leave today. And then next week we'll talk about blessing you again. It doesn't work like that. It's a continuous thing. It's something that has to be sustained. And that is why you keep embracing the word of God. Number two. We sustain our level of command by being firmly anchored in the word of God. The Bible says, your word, O Lord, is settled in heaven. Look at that, Psalm 1 verse 3. The Bible says, he is like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth much fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. But the tree must first be planted by the river, by the rivers of water. You have to be anchored firmly in the word of God. Because it is the word of God that does the thing in your life. There's a mystery and a power in the word of God. That when you embrace it and you anchor your life. And you direct your life based on the word of God. You can never go wrong. Never go wrong. Yes, there might be ups and downs. There might be some delay. But at the end of the day, there will always be a testimony. Number three. We sustain our level of command by being carefully hedged. By the word of God. In other words, you carefully surround yourself with the word of God. Everything you do, you surround yourself with. And that's why I tell people, the company that you keep, places you go, determine how far you are going to go in life. If you surround yourself with the people who are speaking against the word of God, it will limit your journey. But if you surround yourself with the people that are speaking the word of God, professing the word of God, because the Bible says, I will establish the fruit of your lips. It is when you surround yourself with people like that, that's when you move forward. And so for you to sustain your level of command, there has to be a careful hedging of yourself by the word of God. The Bible tells us there, in Luke chapter 8 verse 15, it says, And those who haven't heard the word with a noble and a good heart, they kept it. They kept it. When you say you keep, you, that means you looked at the word, it was valuable to you, it's something you treasured, and then you took it and put it in a secure place. And you visit it from time to time to make sure that it is still relevant in your life. Number four, we sustain our level of command by being properly resourced in the word. In other words, you go to the word to find life. You go to the world to find food. You go to the world to find refreshment. You go to the world to find the, the sustenance of life. The Bible tells us, tells us in the book of Job chapter 29. In verse number 19 it says, My root was spread out by the water. And the dew lay all night upon my branch. 
In other words, the more I tap into the word of God, the more I find solace in the word of God, the more I draw resource from the word of God, the dew of heaven falls upon me every day. That's why the Bible says, new every day is your love. Because as you get the revelation, things begin to open up for you. Understanding begins to come. You begin to see things that you have never seen before. What makes other people to quake and to be afraid makes you to be more confident, confident in the faithfulness and the ability of the Almighty God to hear and to answer prayer. When you are properly resourced in the Word of God, not just passing through, not just reading so that you can begin to use it for preaching, not just reading so that you can use it to knock somebody else in the head, the word of God must first of all minister to you. I used to tell people, I say you are a Christian before you become a minister. And you will still be a Christian if you ever get to heaven. Because you are not getting to heaven because you are a minister. You are not getting to heaven because you know how to preach. You get to heaven by being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the way you become that particular person is to be properly resourced in the word of God. And finally, and most importantly, we sustain our level of command when we are deeply rooted in the Word of God. When you are deeply rooted in the Word of God. The Bible says those who haven't heard the Word with a noble and a good heart, they kept it. That means they fed on it. They continue to digest it. They continue to ruminate upon it. They continue to chew it every day. They continue to use the word to be able to direct and to sustain and to guide and to model their life, to shape their life. The Bible tells us in Luke 15 that these ones, as they continue to keep the word of God, now they were not able to produce fruits because they have dug so deep. The root has gone so well that the root can find resources everywhere. The root can find water where there is no water. The root can find nourishment when the land is barren. And as a result, they are able to produce results with patience. When other people are suffering, they are getting the results. Why? Because they have dug very, very deep. And that is what the Lord is talking about. That's what the Lord is saying, that if you are going to be able to sustain yourself, these are the things you must do. In other words, the key to sustaining your level of command in life and the grace of God upon your life is in developing a very deep root that is able to access the resource of heaven. There are certain things that God will not give to just anybody. You know the story. The Bible tells us about this guy called Abraham and Lot. God wanted to destroy the place where Lot was living. He did not even talk to Lot. Went across the border and started talking to Abraham. These things don't happen by magic. It happens by being deep with the Lord. The Lord said, can I do anything without talking to Abraham? When was the last time the Lord said, can I do anything without talking to my brother or my sister? A lot of people are looking for a prophet that will prophesy. Did uh, Comcast cut your line between you and heaven? But those things only happen for people who have taken the time to develop the roots, the deep roots. So, for us, the key to sustain our level of command is in developing a very deep root. And the question is, what does it mean to develop a deep root? What does it mean? We're going to run very quickly here. To develop a deep spiritual root means that you are spiritually matured. It means that you are grounded in your faith. It means that you have experience with the Almighty God. You have experience when things are good. You have experience when things are not so good. And to have an encounter with the Lord now, it means that you are not just a baby in the presence of the Almighty God. 
to have an encounter with the Almighty God. It means that you are no longer just, you are not just one person, one leg in or one leg out. You are somebody who has made up your mind that come grain or shine, I will remain in his presence. That's what it means to be spiritually rooted. Whereby the situation of this world does not, does not shake you. The question is, why is it necessary to develop that spiritual root? Why? Why is it necessary to be grounded in the Almighty God? Number one, because it will sustain you. The Bible says in the last days, perilous times will come. It says men will be lovers of themselves. There will be people who will be haters of God. It is your faith, your rooted faith in the Almighty God that will sustain you in these unsettling times. And we have seen it. Never in the history of the world do we hear one day that the whole thing was going to shut down. A lot of businesses have gone and they will never come back. There are many lives that have been lost all across the world. There are some people that their lives, everything has been turned upside down. The only people who are going to be able to stand in the challenging time that is coming to face the whole world right now are the people with deep spiritual roots. You must develop a deep spiritual root because it is what will sustain you. When the ground is dry and there's, and there's nothing, there's no moisture, there's no nourishment, only the root that goes very deep will be able to source the resource of heaven. And that is why you need to develop that deep spiritual root so that it will sustain you. Number two, you will develop deep spiritual root because it is what steadies an individual. When you are grounded in the word of God, situations will come and say, well, I'm not moved. The circumstances will come and you know, yes, I know my Redeemer lives. Why? Because you have deep roots that is anchored on the word of the Almighty God. And then finally, why do you develop deep roots? You develop deep roots so that you can receive access to nourishment. There are some food that you will not find on the surface. Certain information will never lie on the surface. You have to dig deep to be able to get it. And only people with deep roots, they are only the people who are able to access the nourishment, make them to thrive. So if deep roots were so beneficial, why is it very difficult for most Christians to develop deep spiritual roots? Why? Number one, it is difficult because of what I call the wayside factors. The wayside factor. Look at Luke chapter 8 verse 5. The Bible says, Yeshua went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And what is the wayside factor? The wayside factors are the environment that are not conducive for living. They are the environment that is not conducive for growth. There are certain things that is not supposed to be spoken about a believer. There are certain places that you should not find a believer. There are certain associations that a believer should not keep. Certain company they should not keep. That is what is called the wayside people. If you find yourself there, you will find that there are factors that are opposed to development. You come to church, you receive the word of God. You are loaded with the word of God. You turn and you go to the clubhouse. How do you want to complement the message of the church with what is happening in the clubhouse? Deep roots are difficult to develop if you are constantly battling with opposing forces. And that's why the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbeliever. Not because God hates unbeliever, but because God knows that you are going to be in a constant battle. Constant battle of ideas. Constant battle of the things that are important. And at the end of the day, you are spending too much time fighting instead of the time that you are supposed to be serving the Lord. So that's what is called the wayside factor. Number two, deep roots are difficult to develop because of what I call the devouring factors. Look at verse number 5 of Luke chapter 8. The Bible says the birds of the air devoured it. These are factors that kill what is good in your life. 
Certain things are not good for you. You are free, yes, to do whatever you want. The fact that you see something doesn't mean your mouth should say it. There are certain factors that kills. They wither, they devour the grace of God upon your life. They kill the things that God has deposited in your life. And as long as you continue as a believer to expose yourself to devouring factor, it will cripple your growth and rob you of the grace of God. Number three, spiritual roots are very difficult to develop because of what I call the withering factor. The withering factor. The Bible tells us that it says some fell on the rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered because it lacks moisture. There are certain things that does not nourish your body. Certain books that do not nourish your soul. There are certain movies that you should not be watching. Not because they are bad, but because they are not edifying. There are withering factor because they do not have the dew. They do not have the moisture of heaven that will enrich your soul. And these withering factors are the things that suck life away from you. They draw resources away from you. They devour the blessings of God in your life. And finally, number four, it is difficult to develop spiritual roots because of what I call the choking factors. There are some relationships that are choking. They are time maintenance. Every minute they are looking for validation. There are places that choke the grace of God upon your life. There are individuals that choke the grace of God upon your life. There are certain jobs that choke the grace of God upon your life. That forces you to do the things that you will continue to repent for every day. These choking factors, they mount pressure upon your life. There are individuals that mount pressure upon your life. You have to explain yourself every time you want to do something good. Choking factors are those things that surround you and does not allow you space to breathe. They don't allow you space to grow. They don't allow you space to express the grace of God upon your life. They suffocate you. Unless you are willing to confront and deal with them, your progress spiritually will be limited. The same thing in relationship. If you don't deal with these choking factors, your progress in your relationship, in your career, in your finances, they are going to be limited. The question is, how then do you develop deep roots? How do you develop deep roots? Number one, in Colossians chapter 2 verse 6, the Bible says, Therefore, as you have received the Lord Jesus Christ, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him, established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. What does it mean? How do you develop deep roots? Number one, you develop deep roots by a conscious encounter with the Almighty God. You must know the day that you met the Lord. You must know the turning point in your life. Christianity is not obtained by inheritance. That my father is a Christian does not make me a Christian. Deep roots are developed when you have a conscious encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, therefore, as you have received Christ the Lord. There is a particular point in time when you actually received Christ. Number two, it is a cultivated relationship. That's how you develop deep roots. You cultivate the relationship. Those of us who have been married and who have fallen in love before, you will notice that when you were cuddling that person, you were speaking those sweet nonsense into each other's ears, and you were tickling in the right place, you will find out that those relationships grew as a result of what? You cultivated those relationships. You spent time in each other's presence. You understood the other person. 
You knew their likes and their dislikes. You knew the things that made their fingers to coil or their tongues to do whatever they do. But the idea is that you need to cultivate relationship if you want to develop deep roots. You cannot just walk in and out and expect the relationship to grow. It doesn't work like that. Many of us have friends that anytime you see their number, say, oh, I don't know where this person is looking for something. Because they have established the fact that the only time they call you is when they want something. You all know that you have people like that on your list. You know. As soon as the call comes, oh, this person is looking for something. You know that that particular person has not cultivated their relationship. But there are individuals, even if when you are asleep and the phone rings and you hear their voice, you know who is speaking. Why? Because you have heard that voice over and over and over. And when they ask you for something, you are gladly willing to do it. Why? Because they have invested in that relationship. They are poured into that relationship. Even when you are trying to help them, they are saying no. And you feel offended if they don't allow you to help them. Why? Because you feel that they are worthy of your love. You can express more to them because they deserve it. That is what it means to develop good relationship. To develop deep roots. You have to cultivate the relationship. Number one, it starts with an encounter. Number two, it goes with the cultivated relationship. Number three, it requires careful engagements. Careful engagements. Look at that verse again. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 6 and 7. It said, and now, being built up in him, established in your faith. When you are building up something, you do it carefully. You don't build haphazardly. In your relationship with God, there has to be a conscious engagement. It is one thing for you to say, I love you. It's another thing for you to show that particular love. Lord, I believe you. If you believe God, you should be able to demonstrate it by your action. If the Lord says that, bring God the title to the house of God, that I will open the windows of heaven and I will pour out the blessing that you don't have any room to receive it. If you believe that particular promise, it's not just saying, Lord, I believe. And then it's time to give offering. You say, oh, and maybe we'll do it next week. The paycheck this week did not catch it. If that is your attitude, yes, you are saying something, but your action is opposite to it. For you to see the blessings of God, your thoughts, your word, and your action must align. They have to align. And that requires careful engagements. Your word, your thought, and your action must align. It's not just in money. Talking about health, talking about relationship, talking about your career, whatever it is, what you are thinking, what you are saying, and what you are doing, they must all agree. You cannot be taking an action of faith and be making a declaration of doubt. If you are thinking negative, you are declaring doubt, and then you are saying, I'm giving to the Lord. You are wasting your time. Whatever is in your heart must align what is in your mouth. And then what? It must correspond with your action. Bible says this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. You must meditate on it day and night. So you will become prosperous in your way. Look at the three lines. So when you are reading the scriptures, make sure you understand what you are reading. So number one, in order for us to develop deep root, there has to be number one, a conscious encounter with the Lord. Number two, a cultivated relationship with the Lord. Number three, a careful engagement. You take the word of God and practice it. Take the word of God and put it to action. Then number four, there has to be commitment to the instruction of the Almighty God. It is not what you do that gives you results. It is what God tells you to do that gives you results. One thing that I want you to understand is this. It is not how smart you are. The Bible said the race does not belong to the swift. Nor the battle to the mighty. Why? 
it is the Lord that does what? It's the Lord that gives you the victory. And that is why a group of people can march around Jericho and shout hallelujah and the whole thing comes down. What military strategy is that? That's why you can tell Jehoshaphat when you are going to battle, instead of carrying guns and all the other things, take the people who will sing, oh bless the Lord, the great will be praised. And as you do that, all those people will start fighting each other. It is not by power, it is not by mind, but by the spirit of the Almighty God. And that comes by clear instruction. If you receive the instruction from the Almighty God, it changes your life. The Bible said that the disciples went and they were fishing all night, skillful fishermen. But Jesus Christ said, Take that particular net, cast it on the right side of the ship, and everything came out. The word of God. For you to develop deep relationship with the Almighty God, you must be committed to following His instruction. Because if you are not committed to following instruction, you are on your own. God is not obligated to support what He has not instructed you to do. Please understand that. What He has promised you to do, that is what He is committed to do. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.